Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Brad Guide Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and just taking the time to listen to this. I hope this podcast is of value to you. I hope that it helps you with your wedding planning or makes you see some things from a different perspective. I just wanted to be able to give back in a different way to all my bride and grooms that have supported me over the years and kind of just make the wedding planning process a little less daunting. So I decided I would make a podcast just post a video so that it could be something that you'd be able to listen to on the road or wherever you are and you can kind of just tune in and zone out and do it um, as you're doing other things or even as you're planning your wedding this could just be playing on background i recorded a few episodes before i actually started this podcast and i wanted to start with this topic and it's why you need a videographer this topic doesn't just go for wedding videography it also goes for photography it'll make you look at your wedding day a little bit differently and i just kind of want to share two stories very important stories that kind of sit um, very dear to me and kind of just hit different i think you guys will enjoy this so let me know what you think comment like subscribe all that fun stuff and hopefully i'll see you guys in another episode enjoy hello all my bride and grooms welcome to the bride guy podcast and today we're going to be talking about if you need a videographer, is it necessary? Um, and just some little points here and there that I want to make to people um, coming from me and then also coming from brides that I've worked with. So let's get into it. All right, so do you need a videographer? The short answer is yes, but let's dig deep to discuss why. Wedding videography is still an afterthought for most couples when it comes to wedding planning. In this day and age, most people consider it traditional to hire a photographer to relive their memories. Now, whereas video, it's more of an afterthought. People think, oh, you know, it probably is going to look like what it looked like in 1992. So video in the past 10 years has grown, um, has grown in, in a way where like HD is the norm and even 4K is now a thing. So the resolution and what you're capable of, of making these days with a digital camera has grown massively in the past like 20 years so video is still kind of a new thing that people have not naturally gravitated to yet Um, it will take time and it's still a thing where like people feel like the funny thing is most videographers and photographers will charge about the same and any photographer will tell you that a videographer is going to do their work their workload is a lot more there's a lot more factors, but videographers end up getting paid around the same as a photographer. Now, what I'm going to tell you is coming from the perspective of brides I've worked with um, who choose video and why they did and also a dash of my perspective on the topic. So personally, I would say that where videography differs from photography is the ability to relive, relive your day in real time. What I've heard from most brides is they always talk about how their day just flew by. They forget most of it. Um, A lot of things happen that they don't remember. A lot of things that they ended up paying for, they don't even remember, uh, like, taking in. Um, So then they end up being in regret thinking, oh, you know, I could have saved money here on this. I could have saved money here on that. Um, And you you know what? Uh, That's why I wanted to talk to you guys today just about video. So you're going to pay for a lot of things on your wedding day. And at the end of the day... Uh, Your photos and your video are all you're going to have left at your wedding. The cake will eventually go bad. The limo driver will eventually drive away. Um, The dress is going to end up in your closet um, for many years. And a lot of other things are just going to kind of go 
unnoticed or they're going to become an afterthought. And the only thing you're going to have left that you can easily access when it comes to your wedding day and the memories is going to be your photos and your video. Now, when it comes to photos, photos are photos are great, and I think photos are definitely essential. Um, now, video, like I said before, video is more of an afterthought, but the reason why I think video is important um, is because there's certain things you're not going to be able to relive through photos, one of them being speeches. Uh, video will actually capture the audio. You'll actually be able to hear people talk. You'll be able to hear the emotion and what they're saying. And if they're giving you advice and they're saying things that matter, um, you're going to want to hear that. Those aren't going to be things that you can really tell through a picture. Even when I'm at weddings, the one time that's usually downtime photographers is usually speeches, to be honest. Um, it's because besides getting that one snap or that one picture of them standing there talking and it's just showing that they were there, um, there's not much else a photographer can really do in terms of um, making a speech look like art. So really that comes down to video and that's usually when we're the most busy is at your reception. And a lot ha happens at your reception. Any bride is going to spend an average of 10 grand uh, for, for a reception. So in my opinion, I would have that documented. I would spend the extra little bit of money just to make sure all that stuff is on camera and that you have it for the future so that you can watch it back. So I say all this to say, if you're going to spend 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand on one day, wouldn't you want something to kind of take you back so that you can relive it so that you can see it more than once? They say you spend all this money um, just for one day. In my opinion, I think if you're going to spend this much money on one day, I would make sure that you can relive it. So speeches are notoriously not the most popular part of a reception, but stop and think about the future for a second. I'm telling the story because it's a true one. Um, and yeah, and I think everyone should hear this. So I had a couple in 2017, I had a couple who was a bit tipsy by the time the reception hit. Uh, we were in a situation where we wanted to mic them for the speeches, but they were a little unwilling just because they had a bit much to drink and there was no hard feelings about it. We deal with stuff like this all the time, uh, but we really, really wanted them um, and their family to be mic'd. The problem with this venue um, was that they had no sound system, so we had to manually mic each person. Um, it's not an ideal situation, um, but we wanted to do it just to make sure that we got good sound for them. So luckily, after some convincing, they agreed. And um, there was about six people that spoke. So every single time someone spoke, we had to mic them. Um, and one person that spoke towards the end uh, was the father of the groom. He spoke with so much life. And he had everybody chuckling with his witty remarks. He was just a really upbeat guy. He was a really upbeat guy, really funny. Um, and he was just super cool. Um, so to our shock... Um, when we started sifting through footage after the wedding, about maybe a week after um, sifting, we kind of just go through footage, decide what's good, decide what's bad. Around that time, uh, the bride had called us and uh, she told me, unfortunately, that the father of the groom had passed away. And it was a shock to her. It was a shock to their family. And it was a shock to us too. Like, it was just strange because 
seeing him at the wedding and just seeing him so full of life, uh, they said that he was pretty much in good health. So there was nothing alarming um, that would just make it that he would just pass away like that. So it was very... It was very much a shock to us when they told us that um, he had passed away. And she had asked me if I had any footage of him. And that's the thing. I did. I had a lot of footage of him. I had footage footage of him uh, during the get ready in the morning. I had footage of him even at the ceremony. I had some footage of him. Um, and then, of course, I had his speech at the reception. And a lot of the time when it comes to speeches, sometimes videographers will record not every single speech, um, because their videos maybe only be about 15 minutes, 12 minutes. So in that case, you're not going to get every single speech. But in our case, we gave them when, when they originally booked with us, we had promised them, um, a 30 minute video. So in this case, they had that speech and we were able to put all that footage into their wedding film. And to me, I just think that's priceless. I don't think you can put a price on that. Um, and I'm just glad that I was able to give them that for life. They're able to, you know, for those days where it seems too difficult and you're grieving. Um, I think it's, I feel good that I was able to give them something where they can actually hear their father speak again. Um, and I just think if you're close to your siblings or you're close to your family, don't think about just right now. Try to think about the future. Your wedding film is going to look, and yeah, you're going to have cell phone videos, but you got to think like 10 years down the road. Your cell, think about what cell phone video looked like 10 years ago. And think about what it looks like now. If I play you a cell phone video 10 years from now, it's not going to look good. It's not going to sound good. So later on in life, it's probably not going to be something you're going to want to see. If you have someone film your wedding in 4K, and I'm talking real 4K, not cell phone 4K, because that's not 4K. If you have someone film your wedding in 4K, and you're able to see everything in detail, you're able you, and if they have good sound, good lighting, all of that, you're going to be able to see your loved one at their best. Because most of the time at a wedding, they're, they look their best. They're going to sound their best. And they're just going to be saying things. For the most part at a wedding, they're going to be saying things that are deep. Or things that you need to hear. Or things that you want to hear. So, that's what I think about when I'm filming weddings. I don't just think about the wedding day. I always try to think about, I'm creating a wedding film that is going to outlive this couple. It's going to outlive their kids. And... It needs to be special. It needs to not just tell their story. It needs to tell their legacy. And it needs to go further than them. So that's the way I look at wedding films. And that's why, from my perspective, I think that everyone should have a wedding film. Now, the next story I'm going to tell is kind of like the first one. But this one is actually way more personal. So, 20, so literally a year later... In 2018, January 2018, I actually got to attend a wedding. And that's because the wedding that I was attending was my sister-in-law's wedding. And I've known the my sister-in-law, her name is Stacy. And I've known Stacy since, literally since I was 11 years old. 
So I've known her all my life. And seeing her get married was super cool. And just being there with her family. I've never been with her family on vacation. Um, her sister, is her name is Cynthia. You guys know Cynthia. Or if you don't know Cynthia, Cynthia is my girlfriend. Um, Stacy's little sister. So long story short, uh, we went to Dominican. Um, it was a great trip. And we got to hang out with each other for seven days. And it was just awesome. And um, on the day of the wedding... Uh, there's a there's a man named David, uh, David Last. That is Cynthia and Stacy's father. I've known Dave since I was once again like 11 years old, and he's always been a guy. Kind of, he's been a man of few words. He doesn't say too much, um, but he is a man who would give you the shirt off his back. Um, he's very giving. He's very loving. He just, for me, I guess from what I saw. All the time is that like he didn't say too much, and I guess as a kid, I always he always had like this um, this aura about him, like he was just different. Um, but I always kind of admired him as a kid. And on this what on the day, the thing is, I was kind of in work mode. I wasn't in like a more I guess a more of a quiet person for the most part. But when I'm at a wedding, I'm I'm in my element. I'm just a bit a lot more talkative. I'm a lot more confident. Um, and just more assertive, uh, about certain things, especially when it comes to, uh, like doing interviews with family members, because I want them to say things, uh, that I feel like the bride and groom would like to hear 10 years from now. And I was kind of in that zone with, when I was interviewing Dave and he kind of gave me like the first question or two, he kind of gave me very short answers, but I'm like, I want something more than this. Just because I've known him for so long. So I just, I know a lot about this whole family that um, I wanted to hear more from him. So I kept asking him questions. And finally, he gave me the answer I wanted. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And then that was it. Um, and then I asked him, I said, hey, look, I have another idea. I just wanted to run by you. Uh, how would you feel about doing a first look with your daughter? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, do you want to see her in her dress for the first time? He's like, sure. I'm like, okay. So I've made this suggestion a few times to bride to brides, and um, it's really been magical. Um, in some circumstances, I would highly recommend it. If you're close to your father, if you have a close relationship with your mother or your father, I would highly suggest doing a first look with them. I know it's not the most traditional thing, but your mother and father have raised you from day one. And in that case, seeing them, they don't really know what it's going to be seeing you in your wedding dress on the day um, until they see you. And then the emotions just hit them. And I mean, that could either be when you walk up the aisle if you want it to be, but you, you're not going to have at, like that intimate moment just with them. Um, but that's why I would say before they walk you down the aisle, maybe do a first look with them so that they could see you for the first time um, and kind of just you guys have that moment and so in this case I did that with Dave and Stacy I've known Dave for literally 18 years and I've never seen him cry ever and I got to see him cry that day and I got to see him vulnerable and I just got to see the love that he has for his daughters and I always find it super special when when a father is like that on the day of the wedding like you can really see um 
just how they feel. Like they they really express their emotions on a day like that um, when they're giving their daughter away. It's just it's really special. And so the unfortunate part about this story, um, three months after that, four months after that, four or five months after that, um, we actually told him, me and Cynthia actually told him that we were we were expecting our first child. And so he found out that um, he was going to be a grandfather again because Stacy and Fred already had a kid. And then uh, two weeks after that, he just passed away. And in this case, um, Dave was not in the greatest of health, but he was not super like there was nothing. He didn't have cancer. He didn't have something that was evident that would say, yeah, he could pass away tomorrow. All he did was go in for a standard procedure that he had gotten multiple times. And, you know, we're not exactly sure what happened at the hospital, but by three o'clock, I remember what I was doing. I was editing a wedding video and I literally just finished the wedding video and Cynthia had called me and had told me that something's wrong, something doesn't feel right. And something about that day felt eerie. Even the day before I was sitting in my car or I was sitting there with him. I remember having that last steak dinner with him. I'll never forget that. And I had the worst migraine ever. Um, and we were sitting on the deck and you know, it was normal. There was nothing different about it. We weren't worried about the procedure. We weren't sitting around the table praying that everything goes great. Like none of that. We just figured everything was going to be okay. And, um, the next day I remember 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, um, you know, he got, he just got up. I remember what he was wearing. He hopped in the truck uh, Diane drove him to the hospital and we thought everything was going to be normal. And then three o'clock that afternoon, we got the phone call that um, we need to come to the hospital. And I picked up Cynthia and she was crying because she just had a feeling something was really wrong. And I remember we went up, Stacy told us to come, she directed us and yeah, we discovered right then and there that um, that he didn't make it. And it was just weird. I called my brother-in-law and he was totally, um, it's like he didn't believe me. Like I had to tell him what happened and, um, Fred, so Stacy's husband, I was telling him, uh, Fred and Dave were best friends for a very long time. So I was trying to explain to him what happened and he was just very taken back by it, almost in disbelief. And it just shows you that like these things can happen and, when they do happen, there's, there's certain things, you know, you want to go back and you want to relive moments with that person. And I've known Diane and Dave all my life, like since I was a kid and they were big, like they have picture books upon picture books of moments, camp trips, family trips, all of this. Um, but no videos. And I guess because at the time there, that wasn't accessible. But the one thing I was able... I was just happy that the one thing I was able to do on Stacey's wedding day was I was able to get him on camera. I got him on camera talking. I got him on camera doing the first look with her. You know, and he... He was just so vulnerable that day too, which was amazing. Um, I got him on camera walking her up the aisle. Everything. 
So when I just think back from a personal standpoint, um, this is why I do what I do. And I stick by that. And it wasn't even, it was before my own experience, but that kind of just enhanced why I do what I do. Because I would hate to shoot somebody's wedding and then, you know, someone passes away, you know, and and they have nothing to remember that person. Your wedding day is very important and it's important for your parents too. Your parents want to see you succeed. And I think hearing them speak on that day and hearing what they have to say to you, whether it's them giving you advice or them telling you how much they love you. I think having that on film, especially in high quality, and being able to hear it and relive it, and having something that's going to last, you know, decades, hopefully. I get, there's, no, there's no telling what the industry will go, where the industry will go. But I think as far as a wedding video is concerned, I think it's priceless. I think when you really think what it could be, um, I think it's priceless. And I think more people have to think past the wedding day. This is bigger than your wedding day. This is about your family. This is your legacy. This is your story. I know not everybody looks at a wedding video that deep. I know some people just want a wedding video where it's there's no dialogue. It's dancing. It's fun. It's upbeat. I'm just speaking from my perspective. This is why I do what I do. Everyone has a story to tell. And my goal is to tell it from front to back. When deciding where to spend your money on your wedding, try to remember that you'll forget about many things. And all you'll have left after the wedding to relive the day is your photos and video. If you don't believe me, do a quick Google search of the various articles that will show you brides that regret not having a videographer at their wedding. You pay so much to have this day happen, and having it documented is essential. A photo can say a thousand words, but a video will literally let you relive your moments as if you were there. This day and age, I do get a lot of brides that tell me that they chose video. They would choose video over photography. So it's a very divided opinion when it comes to the two. But I think if you can, I would get both. And with that said, if you're going to hire a videographer, I would always try to hire it separate from a company that's doing photo. The reason being is because most companies that do photo and video you're going to be lacking in one or the other. Photo and video are two different workflows. They take a lot of time and attention in different ways. And I would say if you're going to have both of them, try to hire people that specialize in it. Yes, you'll save a little bit of money booking it all in one place. But I would even try to see if you can hire a videographer or a photographer and then ask them if they know anybody that would be good for them. That would be good for you, sorry. Um, because most of the time they have people that they know they work well with and that they know are going to kind of be within the same budget as what they charged you. So try to do that, if anything. But if you're going to try and go for a studio where they're like, $1,000, a DJ, a photographer, and a videographer, um, I would say it's not worth cheaping out on. There's other ways. If money is an issue, there's other um, there's other things on your wedding day that I think you can find alternatives to and I will talk about that in another episode but yes this is kind of just 
my two cents and just from things that I've gathered from brides uh, and grooms, this is kind of whatever the conclusion I came to a video. Try to look for people that are willing to get to know who you are. Things, there are certain things that um, are great about having a wedding video, like there's drone shots, there's there's gimbal shots, there's, you know, a lot of other things. Um, I would say, depending on who you are and what your needs are, um, I would recommend finding someone who is going to take the time to get to know you and your husband. Another thing I want to say is when you guys are hiring a wedding videographer, make sure you hire someone that you actually vibe with. The one thing you need to think about is that the, on your entire wedding day, you're going to be hanging out with this one person the whole day. If you hire a wedding videographer that literally is awkward around you or that you just don't vibe very well with, just think about that you're going to be with them for like 12 hours the whole day. So my advice is to try and find somebody that you that you mesh well with, that you would like having almost as your sixth bridesmaid. Another thing you want to think about is on a wedding day, many things are going to go wrong. So try to hire a wedding videographer that can kind of go with the flow. The worst kind of person you want to deal with is someone when things hit the fan, you don't want someone else stressing you out even more. So the best example I can give you, I was at a wedding and the bride had this beautiful vision on how she wanted her wedding to be. Um, and it was at a very nice venue. It was an outdoor venue and it poured rain all day. Because of this, all the wedding photos they had planned, all the spots that they were going to do this at, um, they ended up not do, they ended up not being able to do it. Um, and because of this, the bride was visibly upset on her wedding day. And it was between the photographer and myself. We were trying to get her, make her, get, keep her spirits high. And at one point in the day, um, the bride decided, she's like, I don't want to do my first look anymore. And we kind of just sat there. We talked to her like, listen, we know you're upset, but you're going to want this on camera. And we did the first look. And I'm happy we did the first look because when things are going that way, um, when things are really going that way, I highly recommend the first look because it gives you a chance to be around your loved one and be able to just, you know, have them comfort you and be there for you. So I highly recommend the first look for that reason. Um, once again, that'll be a different topic, but, but yeah, um, you know, we were able to get her to the first look and it calmed her nerves, you know, just being around um, her husband at that time. And it just made the rest of the day a lot smoother. If you have a videographer who's not understanding of these things, they might be like, oh, I don't have to deal with this. Not my problem. Um, but you definitely want someone who's going to make you feel rest assured uh, that things when things get difficult, they're going to have your back. They're going to be there for moral support. Um, that's just my two cents on that. No videographer is obligated to do that, but uh, when you're picking your crew, when you're picking your crew that are going to work for you, make sure you vibe with them. Make sure they make you feel comfortable and give you the warm fuzzies because you will literally be with them all day. 
So one review I wanted to read you guys is a bride and groom I worked with uh, about three years ago. And we were doing a, an engagement shoot. And I remember at the beginning of the engagement shoot, the groom was a little bit skeptical just because he said he had been in a lot of wedding parties. And he said that the wedding videographers were kind of... Like, he just didn't really see the value in wedding videography because he found that they were... Their energy... Like, they lacked energy. And it felt as if they were just there to shoot and leave. Those are his words. Um, so he said he worked with us for his engagement and his wedding. And we couldn't... And he said um, that he liked our energy. They, He said they liked the, the energy that we brought which is it actually showed it's more than a job. So make sure that you get a wedding videographer um, that is going to treat your wedding day like the Super Bowl. That's how I look at a wedding. Um, you know, you have two people. They have a story to tell. It's a story they've been working on. This is like the season finale. That's the way I look at it. It's like Grey's Anatomy season 15. Let's go. So yeah, guys, always try to choose a wedding videographer that makes you feel good. Because past the photos, past the video, um, you're going to get a lot more of a natural a natural wedding video that feels like you guys um, if you guys are vibing with the wedding videographer on your wedding day. So when you guys are doing, you know, when you have to ask questions, um, they always have like those forums online where it talks about questions you should ask your wedding videographer. And a lot of them are just, I think are just ridiculous. Like, what are they shooting? Or... Do they give you a DVD? Like, I think the questions brides should start asking is just actually getting to know the wedding videographer on a personal level to see if you guys mesh. Um, if you guys do, see if you have the same values. Because on your wedding day, there's certain things you're going to want captured. And if your wedding videographer understands you from a personal standpoint, then they're going to pay attention to certain things that other wedding videographers may not. So if you're if you have a cultural background, if you're Hindu, if you're Sikh, um, if you're Chinese or you're uh, Vietnamese or um, Korean and you have certain traditions in your culture when it comes to weddings, make sure you have a wedding videographer that's going to be considerate of that, that's going to pay attention to that. I'm from Toronto, Canada, so it's super multicultural there and we had every type of wedding you can think of would be shot there. So th those are the things that we just have to pay attention to if you're running a wedding videography company. So I would say try to find a wedding videographer that is going to pay attention to all your specific needs and the things that matter to you. Guys, I want to keep this short. Hopefully you got something from this. Um, I feel like I could have said a lot more, but I just wanted to keep it to mainly those two stories. Um, just think about your wedding video as your legacy. Think about it as outliving you. Um, it's about your story, but it's also it's about your wedding day, but it's also about your story. It's also about your legacy. Think about if you want to have kids, your kids are going to see this, all right? So it's bigger, it's bigger than you. And I think that people should keep this in mind when they go investing into a wedding video. So that's it for today, guys. Hopefully you got something from this. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, if you guys like the podcast, uh, make sure to subscribe and uh, catch the next episode. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye.